The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined on this lovely Friday morning by my friend, Rich Rebar. We are here to pick games against the spread. We're going to hope to do a little bit better than last week. Uh, of course, a reminder, we are sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, if you've not already downloaded the Underdog Fantasy app, you can do so now using the link in the description for this show. Use the promo code GRID. Get yourself a free $10 wager inside of the Pick'em game. They have NBA best ball. They got NHL best ball. Can't even imagine how NHL best ball works, but I'm, I'm a little bit interested in, uh, in that. And of course, the, the Pick'em games, the Pick'em games, the, good, the, the overs on the, uh, the Giants players on Thursday night were, were pretty good. Uh, I know Rich's son is sad about the Giants, you know, losing yet another you should have game. seen him man oh my goodness it was because he still is you know my son is 16 my oldest son and he just doesn't know yet and well and he still like hangs on like every where like it affects him. like i before school this morning he was still like uh, bumming it, it, like it, like bombed out like he just went straight to his room well when hopkins missed the kick you know he's jumping around and running around didn't even see the penalties he's so excited and like runs back in the room and like is like freaking out like what happened and when slayton dropped the pass and oh it was just it was full on tilt. I've been there. Uh, I told him, he, he was like, when do I not feel like this? And I was like, you, you know, I went 30 years before I gave it up. So <laughs> do you, do you remember, do you remember when, do you remember when you, you stopped caring? Yeah, it was when the, so I knew for, for sure. I was, I was out two, uh, two years ago when the 49ers went to the Super Bowl and they had that run and I felt nothing. Like I, I wasn't even like on for the ride, even a little bit. And I was like, yeah, it's completely, it's completely out of my system. So it was, it was two for me when I was just like, I can't do this anymore. The Dez caught it game when, when Dez, (laughs) when, because after that, I was just like, I don't think this can ever bring me joy again. After how bummed out I was, I was like, I literally don't know if I was so upset that I don't know if I would ever like, it's just kind of one of those things. Um, And then when, when Kevin Durant left Oklahoma city, that was the moment when I realized, like, these guys don't give a shit about me, which is is fine. Not like Kevin Durant owes me anything, bro. You know what I mean? But that was just kind of the moment where I was like, this is all, it's a, it's a business. These dudes are making their money. Like, I don't need to live and die with this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, the year before, or it was, no, 2012, that was like the last run where I kind of had like a reality check when the 49ers lost the Ravens in that Super Bowl. And just kind of like, just like, why am I, why do I feel this way? Like, why, why am I letting this impact me like this greatly? Uh, and it was kind of just like time to let go. And, and being in this industry is what pushed me over the edge because you're exposed to all the other fan bases at once too. And you, it's kind of like a, a reflection in the mirror. 
and it's just like oh wow like I was like part of this group like all you guys are lunatics <laughs> and yep. it really made it a lot easier to be objective and kind of just let go so I mean listen pray for him uh th this morning he had a rough he's, he's got a rough Friday ahead of him because his buds will all kind of probably pick on him and oh. <laughs> get on him but hey it was a tough loss and if you're a Giants fan like that was a brute like that's a brutal loss last night because now you start 0-2 and, and you're probably buried although you probably have life because it's the NFC East but that's just a terrible loss. Like they were, they had a chance to bury that game in the middle of that fourth quarter and just, just gave the Washington team so many outs. And then you get the, you even get bailed out. You get the Bradbury interception and then you still can't catch. It's just, what a mess, man. I just, the games have been good though on prime time. We've got that going for us. Yeah. That, they, you know what? That's actually nice. That's all, all of the games have been good so far. Right. Yeah, I mean Rams well, Bears was Rams like a little Bears. let down, but uh, but even Ravens Raiders got there at the end. They've at least been interesting and entertaining. You might not say yeah, like, oh, it, these are the least, greatest games. At least the Rams, at least the Rams were like putting points up on the board and stuff. Like it was, yeah. So uh, and we we should have more good ones, right? We have uh, Chiefs oh, Chiefs Ravens Chiefs Ravens. The I think the Monday night game is the the Monday night game is Lions Packers. That's that's probably not going to be great. Um, all right, so let's do it. Picking games against the spread. Number five, uh, you you go first. All right, listen, I'm gonna go. Uh, I want to go with two wild card uh, dogs. Now, my dogs hit hit. My one dog did hit last week as I, I went three and two last week. Um, but I buried I my number one pick. I put so much money on the Packers and lost. The only the Eagles can only get me so much more back. Uh, but I got absolutely just just blasted. But I'm gonna go back against the Saints. I'm gonna go with the 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 Panthers uh, plus three. Uh, I don't know if they outright win, I, but I'm I do not believe, on board with this one. Uh, that's fair. That's uh, fair. But I do, uh, I, I do think they're a live dog, uh, even if they don't win, and if you know, maybe get a little cover. The thing is about the Saints is they were exactly who I thought they were going to be, and I just think it's really hard to win football games like that over the course of a full season. Uh, you know, asking a you know a player to be hyper efficient just to kind of turtle, not really you know put yourself in like an aggressive mindset offensively. They're also going to be without Eric McCoy, and they're going to be without. Marshawn Lattimore in this game and I just really also like the Panthers uh the I'm long on the Panthers because of their defense my most surprising pick of the offseason for player to take a jump I actually did a whole unit and I said the Panthers defense because they have they invested so many young assets I believe so many guys take a turn now they did play the Jets in week one but that did happen for for at least a, a one week they did generate a ton of pressure they've got playmakers that are versatile that can move all around in the back end you know, they got guys in Jeremy Chin JC Horn was good they're gonna play a lot more man defense this year and I think if you play a lot of man defense it's gonna give teams like the Saints trouble that just don't have a lot of man beating guys I mean they're gonna scheme some guys but I'm just not really kind of long on the Saints, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I just think Panthers are a live dog, but I also think that they could probably cover this game and keep it close. So this game was not on my list, but basically I was – I and obviously Jameis Winston, like, you know, 25% of his throws are not going to go for touchdowns. But, well, let's, let's start here. Do you think Sean Payton is a good coach? Yes, I do, but I also I, think Sean I Payton do too. is – I also believe Sean Payton is one of those guys that like he's such a good coach and McVay does this too. Like he's such a good coach that it almost may, puts him in suboptimal decisions. Cause like it's the, the smell your own fart scenario. <laughs> like, yes. he, like he, he does things sometimes where I'm like, dude, you're just getting, you're doing too much. Like you're too in the bag right now. <laughs> like you, you don't have to do this. Like, you, so, you know, <laughs> so the reason why I asked that is that I think that Jameis has had a lot of bad coaches and, you know, say whatever you want about Bruce Arians. They win the Super Bowl and everything, but Bruce Arians let Jameis hang out to dry a lot. 
Um, and and what who was who was the the coach before that 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 they had in Tampa Bay? The guy who got fired. Oh, Dirk Cutter. Yeah, it's like I mean, he's I definitely feel good that he is not a very good NFL coach. And so well, the thing I think, with Jameis is you just can't have that dude drop back forty times a game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and with Alvin Kamara, you don't have to, right? Or and and they Jameis has never really been consistently asked to execute those short throws like that because that was just I mean maybe maybe a little bit as a rookie uh, under Cutter, but not definitely not under Bruce Arians. That was not a part of the offense. And I don't know. I I am pretty bullish on. Uh, skinny uh neurology drill Jameis like I I am I am LASIK Jameis LASIK Jameis yeah I I am and I know it 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 sounds it sounds absurd to say but I am I am pretty bullish um on him for now and maybe maybe I will maybe I will feel differently uh you know if they if he blows it in this game and looks awful against the Panthers defense but I was pretty impressed by what he did uh against the Packers so my number five not a real high conviction here, but the Patriots minus five and a half points on the road at the Jets. This this one just feels like this is my three. Yeah. So they just they just won't turn the ball over, right? Uh hopefully the running backs won't fumble a combined three times in this game. They're gonna control the ball. Mac Jones looked pretty decent. Um and was, Zach, yeah, sharp. Zach Wilson also, by the way, I I am worried that Zach Wilson is going to go the David Carr route a little bit. Like the, this dude is just going to get manhandled because that offensive line looks so brutal after Becton went out. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't think the Jets defense looks particularly good. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball that well. And this, this just screams like 21 to 10 Patriots to me. Yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of things, uh, you know, kind of working here, you know, the, the Jets have obviously lost the Patriots 10 times in a row at home. Belichick's 25 and six against rookie starting quarterbacks. And you can say, well, they face Tom Brady in a lot of those games. So they won a lot of those games, but I mean, listen, Justin Herbert got wrecked by the Patriots last year. Uh, so, I mean, the, those things that it's been kind of, you know, tried and true. You look at the opposing quarterbacks that have faced the Patriots, they're rookies. I mean, just seven of those 31 guys threw two or more touchdowns. Like and the Patriots defense is legit again. Uh, yeah. The back end's a little soft, but like the front seven is, this is a gnarly front seven and they are going to be all over uh, Zach Wilson in this game. He got sacked four times on 13 dropbacks after Mekhi Becton left that game uh, in week one. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I This is my number three. So uh, the only thing of it being on the road with a, like Mac Jones, a rookie on his first road start, but it's also against another rookie. So I'm not as like hesitant against it so but i thought mac jones looked sharp he only got sacked once didn't turn the ball over uh they an uncharacteristic patriots loss in week one because they 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 got out patriated yeah does not happen does not happen all that often they got they got out executed ramondre fumbles damian harris fumbles very very uh very odd game and harris was playing great man i thought harris was was like he was he had a really great game i thought it was really encouraging he was in a little bit more on passing downs like not amazing like not like league leading but like he was it was like he's not going to be a complete zero in the passing game this year this is nice so hopefully he's not in the doghouse uh you know coming out of that yeah all right uh what's your what's your number four all right so yeah patriots my three i'm going to another dog and i'm gonna double dip so i'm it's like i don't know it's just confirming my priors thing but i'm going with the eagles again man it's home dogs three and a half points uh 49 I, I, i couldn't figure out what to make of this one 
Yeah, I'm going back to him. Listen, I've, I've kind of talked about, I've been long on the Eagles all off season. I thought the, the over on their season total, I thought that their, their coaching changes were going to make significant impacts. And we saw that in week one, they, Nick Sirianni had Jalen Hurts actually getting the ball to his playmakers instead of standing still and just throwing uh, deep shots on the boundaries like they did as a rookie in his four game sample. Uh, they, cause the Eagles have like a ton of speed on offense, you know, Miles Sanders, Devante, Quez Watkins, Jalen Ragor. They've got like a, a really like good tangible assets in the, in the off in the offensive line is back. And then we also saw on defense, the one thing that killed the Eagles last year is like, they just always like blitz and put their guys in terrible man coverage situations. They only had one good cornerback and Darius Slay. And we saw in week one, Jonathan Gannon, they played a lot more zone. They only blitzed three times the entire game. They're able to get home with that front four. That front four is good. Um, and also, I think that the matchup sets up for them pretty well because, you know, you lose Jason Verrett in the 49ers back end. They're trying to just plug in guys like Josh Norman and Drake or Patrick now. The 49ers scheme uh, stayed the same under D'Amico Ryans. They've always struggled against mobile quarterbacks with this scheme. Um, so I, I like that, you know, Hertz has a little bit of outs here. Um yeah, and then it, I, I mean, the 49ers are a team, like, I'm still, like, I feel like they're going to be a tweener team. Like, they, they, they're going to be elite, and then they're going to they're gonna have games that they potentially let down. And I feel like this is a game where the Eagles can outright win. But I also think, definitely think that if you get it with the hook, uh, they can keep it within a field goal, too. I mean, yeah, I, I like to be bullish on Jalen Hurts, obviously. Like, that's not that's not something that, uh, that I'm going to argue against. My, my only concern is just that the 49ers seem to be very good. Like it, it seems like they're just going to be able to score a lot of points. And Shanahan was like making them do it with their hand tied behind their back last week. Like, uh, is he going to do it again? Like, yeah. What is this Ayuk stuff, man? Like what the hell is going on? It seems like they're treating him like he is like the eighth string wide receiver. Like it, like he said that he was the, the, there was that athletic report that he was doing all the drills by himself. And so they were, uh, they were playing, uh, and they're playing Trent Sherfield over him. Like what, what is, what is the deal? Like I, I river Craycraft is getting uh reps over him. It's not good. It's uh, it's really, it's really, really not good. Um, for, for Brandon. Ayuk. I mean, are, are we well, going to, is he going to get pettist? I don't know. And then you look at the history of these guys, the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan have traded up for these offensive players, pettist. They traded up for, they trade up for Joe Williams. They trade up for Ayuk. Uh, and they trade up for Trey Sermon, and it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, what? Like Shanahan's handpicking these guys. Like, what is his problem afterwards? Like, he's they all all his handpicked guys. He's he ends up bearing. It's uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the the Joe Williams thing will never be top. It's like one of the weirdest stories in um in NFL history. So my next one is uh is not great again. Uh, I I found it I found it weird to try and find like real high confidence ones this week, but it is. Uh, Bills minus three against the Dolphins on the road. So the Bills looked really bad last week. Josh Allen throws 52 times is like really inefficient. Um, the, the defense looked okay, but it's hard to tell, you know, how much of that is just the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is 39 or whatever. I am a little worried about how high I was on Tua in the preseason though, because he did not look particularly sharp in that game against the Patriots. And I think that the, the dolphins are very much going to model themselves as the run the ball a lot, control the ball, try to play good defense. Like, you know, just, you know, a, a 2004 style of, uh, of football. And I, and maybe it was just because Fuller was not in and that is not what the game called for. And they'll look a little bit different with Fuller back this week, you know, playing over, uh, 
you know, Albert Wilson and, and uh, press, I guess Preston Williams didn't play and they will be, they will be a little bit more three wide stuff, but I, I feel, I feel I'm feeling the bills bounce back this week. They're, they're a good team. Yeah. I'm really high on the, the bills uh, flop lag too in DFS this week, especially like, it feels like Josh Allen's getting lost in the sauce here with all the good quarterback matchups. Um, but he is wrecked Brian Flores uh, because what Brian Flores does is he did blitz a lot. The Dolphins blitz their second highest in the NFL blitz rate last year. Uh, they were second highest in week one this year. Pittsburgh got home with four uh, in week one. So, I mean, uh, you also look at what Brian Flores has done against Josh Allen uh, they blitz a lot, but they don't always get home. They blitzed Josh Allen on 28 dropbacks in the two meetings last year. They only got pressure on eight of those dropbacks against the blitz. Josh Allen was 19 of 27, 11.2 yards for attempted four touchdowns against him only played six quarters because he did only play, he didn't play a second half of the, the week 17 game, but had 20 fantasy points in the first half of them. So he's given them a lot of trouble. Uh, I like this bounce back. It's I like this over too. I think this game, cause it's going to be hot weather in Miami. Uh, early season I, I like that a lot though I didn't pick it on this one but I do like uh, Josh Allen to come back in a big game yeah yeah no no doubt no doubt um, about that so and and I was worried about how Josh Allen looked last week and if they look bad against this week or if they lose straight up to the Dolphins this week I'm gonna be um, sounding the panic alarm I think like I, well, I the am- one thing uh, with his breakout last year even as great as Josh Allen was last year and as an MVP candidate the one thing that still kind of stuck over from his inefficiency from years one and two is that if you pressure him he's he has trouble I mean Spags did it to him in both Chiefs games we saw it in the Ravens game they, they pulled that win out but if you can still get to him and the Steelers did it in both games this game in week one and last year if you can still get pressure to him he will kind of do some of the old Josh Allen stuff yeah uh, all right. So you already did, you already did your number three. So right. I will go to my number three, which is the Cincinnati Bengals plus two and a half points. The, so there are a couple things here. One, I'm hoping that Joe Burrow is, is not banged up relative to what, cause, cause remember last week he got sacked and then they went run, 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 run punt on, on their next drive to kind of close that game out. And then they do the, the, the play action play to get the, the game to Uzuma to set up the game winner in overtime. Uh, but that was a competitive game against the Vikings, who the market seems to kind of like because they are, they're only four-point dogs uh, at Arizona after what Arizona did to Tennessee last week. So that was kind of interesting to me. So it seems like the market is pretty in on Minnesota for, for whatever reason. And I just want to be betting against this Bears team. Well, Andy Dalton is the quarterback. Like I'll feel a lot differently when Justin Fields takes over, but it just feels like it is, it is ordained that they're going to lose bad all the games that, uh, that Andy Dalton starts. Like they're not winning this game. Yeah. I, I like this one a lot. I, you know, uh, I would definitely get down on this one too. Uh, the Bears are just, like I said, they're the friendliest loss. They're playing for the friendliest loss right now. Like that's yeah, all they're doing sad. and it's just, it, you have, and, and why I don't get it because Matt Nagy, how, how does he still have leash left to play? How can he afford to play for the friendliest loss? I don't know. I don't really understand what's happening uh, in Chicago and how that, how it's getting, the situation is getting managed. And I mean, this offensive line is bad. We saw it be a problem in week one because they had to just get the ball out of Dalton's hands quick. You can't take it. You can't throw the ball down Felix. You can't pass or tech. And the secondary is a train wreck. I mean, outside of Jalen Johnson, they've got really nothing at the cornerback position. Uh, so, I mean, going against a team that has good wide receivers in the, like the Bengals, yeah, and, yeah, Bengals showed me a little bit too last week. I mean, they 
I, I kind of thought that they would outright potentially lose that game, but I thought Burrow looked good. I thought that they did uh, a good job of managing Burrow and like the early downs, like just not having him have to drop back, you know, 45 times was a plus. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm so down on the bears. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. And I will, I will totally change my, I will totally change my, uh, my tune when Justin Fields comes in and they start doing what is needed to win games. I mean, what Justin Fields played like three snaps and looked so much like, like generated more EPA on those three snaps than Dalton did in all of his. So it's just like, it's just a nightmare. Like the, they, they suck, dude. Like the, 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 it, it is so annoying to me. The NFL should be, should be so past this at this point And they're just not. Yeah, did you see the, the the quote from Sirianni this week where he talked about his scheme and he was like, "You never start with the scheme. You talk. You look should look at what your players do well." And uh, Matt Aggie is not doing anything anything of the sort. No, no, <laughs> it's uh, it's terrible. Uh, all right, what is your number two game? Uh, I'm gonna take the Broncos. I'm gonna lay these six. Uh, because here's the thing. The Jaguars defense still is one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And I think we saw that come to light in week one. They've now allowed 24 or more points scored on them in 16 consecutive games. It's the longest streak in NFL history. And for them to cover these six points, that means that they would have to at least score 18 on the Broncos. And I don't know if they can. And I think the Broncos still probably score more than 24. But, you know, we, we get to bet on Teddy, who is, you know, the best quarterback and is, uh, that is active against the spread. He's just going to keep this offense on script. They've got playmakers against this defense. I just, I just don't see how the, the Jaguars compete here. Six points feels like a lot for the Broncos on the road, which is why this one didn't make my list. Um, That's fair. But certainly, so I guess this is where I'm at. I, the Jaguars can't be that bad, right? Yes, is, they Ur- can. Is, is Urban Meyer really this bad? I mean, is he can't, is he really this bad? Like, I don't know. I mean, do you like there has to be at least some smoke to the fire that like his heart's not in it, right? Because like, we've seen multiple different reports already that like he's kind of just like blase about things. Yeah, no, that's uh, that is that is legit. Like it, it seems like that's true, right? There were there were the rumors about USC and everything, and I don't know. Like I, I could, I could see. Um, like the dude just took the bag, right? Like so, they were like, here's a sack full of money to come here and coach and he's like yeah i guess i'll do that <laughs> i don't know but it is it's a it's a it's a bummer because i want trevor lawrence and visca and shark you know i like i want them to be fun and airing it out and uh you know doing doing the thing but i it's not they were it horrible. does not look like it's gonna happen yeah i mean they were i worry more like i said the defense is the biggest thing right like the defense is just awful and you have the tech. Yes. You can't give up thirty-seven points to the Houston Texans. No, you cannot. No, that is uh, that's really bad. <laughs> and it, like, yeah. who are they going to stop if you're giving up thirty-seven points to the Texans? <laughs> what if the Texans just come out and are like really good? I mean, I tried to sell you on at least them not being terrible last week because of the whole. You were, like... And you were you were right, dude. <laughs> You I mean, were right, and I was wrong. Because they're because the thing is, like, they got a dude like Tyrod who's just not going to really turn the ball over. And yeah, Tyrod like has like the Tyrod <laughs> has like the NFL record for like not turning the ball over. They're gonna like end up winning like four games, right? Like something like that, like in that area of where it's just like people they're not going to go obviously have to lose every game now. But I don't think you do and be like a Jaguar situation where the Jaguars won last year and then just lost out. 
I still think the Titans, the, the Texans will win a uh, win another couple here because, like I said, they just play boring. Their their brand is to come out and just be kind of boring and vanilla. And if you get some turnovers, like they did, they they generated three turnovers, and you don't turn the ball over, like you're gonna run into some wins in the NFL that way. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> right, my number two, uh, the Dallas Cowboys plus three and a half points at the Los Angeles chargers. I know the defense sucks. I know that the chargers looked really good. I know Herbert looked really good, but getting the three and a half, I think this is going to be a really close game. I could see the chargers winning. I could see the Cowboys winning. This is obviously the DFS Yahtzee game of the week, but 10 days of rest for Dak, which I think is big. I mean, that was Dak's first live action since he uh, twisted, you know, since he, he had that horrible ankle injury, he hadn't, he didn't take any reps in the preseason. He was managed really heavily at camp. And this is mostly about believing in Kellen Moore and believing in Dak. And also uh, Zach Martin is going to be back this week, which I think is, is pretty nice. Um, so I'm very bullish on the Cowboys ability to score points. Uh, definitely more bearish on their ability to stop defensive points. But given that I think this is going to be close, uh, I like getting the hook with three and a half. Yeah, I, I like that one too. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah, it's just like I mean, like the Chargers, the Chargers very well might win this game, and I might feel stupid, but I feel like after three weeks of the Cowboys putting up thirty plus or whatever, these lines are going to start to get tighter against other teams, basically. And so I think that there is. A it's very bit of value rare to here. have a a game total this high and have the spread be so tight. Yes. I mean, that's, so, that's extremely strange. Like normally, like if the total is going to be like, what, what is it like 58 or 55 right now, but yeah, it's, it's still, insane. it's still going to get hammered. I mean, the one thing here, do you buy into anything? I mean, I brought this up with Hoka and it's just like, it's just nothing. I just brought it up because it exists, but the one kind of team that did slow the Cowboys down through all this was the Brandon Staley Rams. And, you know, they just don't like, they just sit back and play. They don't let you throw downfield on them. I think the Cowboys will acquiesce and still just, they've got good enough players to throw underneath you as well. They well, they started them. using the tight ends last week. We they, yeah. they were not using the tight ends at all in those four and a half games that Dak played last time. So I think that, uh, I think that's a little wrinkle. Looks like they have some more stuff scripted out for Pollard. And I, I would, I'm interested to see if Pollard sees a snap uptick with Gallup out, if they actually do. Oh, they're going to, the running backs are going to be on the field for the same time. You know, we hear that, we hear that every preseason, but I wonder if they actually do that a little bit in this game against the chargers. Yeah. I keep going back to last week when you brought it up, uh, uh, when you came out with me, the, the whole Kellamore, how many runs they called versus what Dak checked out of. And like, if they do that again against the chargers, like they're going to stay in those runs because the, char uh, you know, Brandon Silly's defense is always been defense. They, they make you, they try to make you run on light boxes. They, they, they give you the look of light boxes because they want you to run the football. And so I wonder if like, because Zeke, even when he ran last week, 55% of his carries were against eight men in the box was the highest rate of all running backs. He's going to get light boxes. So like, they stay in those runs more this week. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting. I wonder if that game is a chance to be a little slower and be under uh, the, the allure that people think it could be, but the Cowboys defense is so bad that the, so char bad. Like, I mean, the Chargers are going to move the ball, but it's just interesting. It's just a different wrinkle. Cause I know that Brandon, Brandon Silly was the one like scheme and like had success against kind of slowing them down a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm curious to see if our, if our number one is the same. Um, I, I think it might be, but, but I don't know. What is your, what is your number one? I have the chiefs, man. Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, also my number one. And it hurts because I don't want to dunk on the Ravens because, you know, I like the Ravens. I don't want to dunk on the Ravens either. 
But this feels too low. Uh, you know, they went into first of all, they were in the same spot last year where they went into Baltimore on a primetime game and just waxed them until Lamar counterpunches this. You know, I yep. just there's just no reason for me to not go against this. And it's not just Lamar. Lamar's had trouble against the Chiefs. Spags has been in his pocket. He's been he's been under 55 completion rate in all three times that they've played against the chiefs. He's averaged 6.1, 6.2 and three and a half yards for pass attempt in those three games. And then on the other side of the ball, the Ravens just do what they do against the chiefs because that's all they know. And it's just, they die a quick death. I mean, they blitz Mahomes on 45% of his dropbacks in the three times that they've played them. Uh, Mahomes against the blitz is 48 of 63 passing 555 yards with six touchdowns and zero interceptions against them. We saw on Monday night, they lose that game to the Raiders because they just stick with what they know. You don't have the defensive backs anymore to just kind of, you know, keep just going all out cover zero bid blitz, uh, uh, you know, when it's just Marlon Humphrey back there, you lose Marcus Peters, but they don't have like the outside edge rushers either anymore. So they have to generate pressure by sending extra guys. It's just such a conundrum for them. And then on the offensive side of the ball, like this team is so snake bit right now. And then they're not going to have Ronnie Stanley, uh, Andrew Villanueva. They brought him in to play, right? He was a joke on Monday, Monday night, you know, oh, he got abused. Uh, the running back situation is dire. Uh, I just don't, it's just, it's just, on, I can't find an objective out here to say like, I like this element for the Ravens. If you wanted to be a Ravens bull, you'd say they were up 14 points against the Raiders and it just got kind of weird. They were trying to break in Tyson. Uh, the, the chiefs pass rush. I don't think will be as good as the, as the Raiders were able to be last week. Like I would imagine a big focus for the Ravens this week is just going to be okay. We gotta, we gotta get the ball out a little bit quicker we need to have a better plan on third and seven and whatnot. Now the concern is going to be, you know, trying to run Latavius Murray, you know, 15 times or, or if Devonta Freeman is getting snaps or whatever, like that's that, that is not going to work. And also you don't want to see um, you don't want to see them go into a shell. Like you don't want to see them be too conservative, right? Kicking field goals, not going for it on fourth downs. Cause the Browns just showed you, how you can come an arrowhead and compete as the inferior team. You just keep your foot on the gas the entire way. And the re I mean, the Browns lost that game. I mean, one, because <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is like unbelievable. And you, you think you have him dead to rights and boom, it's uh 70, 70 yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill, but they took their foot off the gas in the second half. They, they got more conservative in that second half. And that just does, you, you literally just cannot do that against the chiefs. You gotta, you gotta be trying to score a touchdown on every single drive. Cause that's the only way to beat them. And the chiefs have been a team. They haven't really covered a lot since like the midway point of last year. So like they've, they've been a team that like people keep backing and, you know, Vegas keeps winning money off of them. So maybe this is a, you know, another trap, but I just, man, the, the Ravens just like, they feel like they're just so snake bit to start the season. It, it, it feels like they're, going to be one of those teams that runs bad for like multiple years. Right. Cause they ran kind of bad last year. Right. They had COVID stuff. They mm -hmm. had rescheduled games and all of that. They're, they lose what they lost. Three they had a ton of injuries. Starters, yeah, they had a ton, ton of, of injuries. injuries in the preseason. And then the take becomes, Oh, Lamar sucks. Lamar sucks, bro. Can't, can't, you yeah. can't win with Lamar. You can't extend Lamar. And it's just like, great. We've, we've all learned the wrong lesson here. You know, fantastic. Like, right. I mean, imagine if, if Bateman was healthy, that game on Monday night might have been different, honestly, because because they're they're still giving all these targets to, you know, Sammy Watkins and stuff like that. And I mean, even even Nick Boyle is like their best blocking tight end and he's on the IR. 
is a problem. Yeah, I mean, they've just got to do, and it'll get better for them. I just, you know, they, they have outs down the line. You know, they get the Lions after this, and then you've got matchups like the Colts, and you get, the, obviously, your, your two games against the Bengals. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think the Chiefs right now are just, it's just, a, they're catching the Chiefs at a at really bad time. And they're coming off an overtime Monday night game, like, on a you know, so it's a short week off of an overtime game where you traveled. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very, it's very accurate. I don't know. I just, it, this, this feels like this line should be like four and a half or five, to be honest. Like the Ravens, the Ravens have net have in, in the entirety of the Lamar era, they've never shown us that they can win these type of games. These are the type of games they lose. So let me ask you this. Uh, I threw this to Dan Pazuda on our show. Uh, so looking at the AFC, cause we know like right now, like Lamar, he's had three chances. Like he hasn't counter punched Mahomes yet. And Josh Allen, hasn't either josh allen's been wrecked both times that they you know since he's made this jump so like going after going looking at last week's game the chiefs game and that playoff game like are the browns the actual biggest threat to the chiefs in the afc the, they don't have a threat in the afc i i just don't think <laughs> well they if do. there was if there was a team like heads up that could upset them. it would be it would be i would consider Who the would browns i would consider the browns to be the threat if odell starts playing in week three and is healthy. And if the team shows that they're willing to let Baker throw 35 times in a game and Baker succeeds at that, you just are, you're, you're just not going to win if your plan is to, to run Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt a lot, because you can get out to a lead. But if, I mean, it's what happened, right? Baker makes the terrible throw, throws the interception chiefs are up. They don't relinquish the lead. Like you, you just have no margin for error. Yeah, and I mean, it, you have the, the even, punt, you have the, the drop punt snap, and then the interception at the end of the game. Just caught. It's like you said, it's just like razor thin. Two mistakes, done. Done. And and the <laughs> thing is, is the the scary thing is, is I actually think the Chiefs have done just a piss poor job managing their roster the last two years. They waste the first oh, round I pick agree. on Clyde. They they trade. I mean, I guess the trade for Orlando Brown. You don't love to be. You don't love to give up the cost-controlled labor of the first pick. But I mean, Frank Clark has not been a big impact. They trade the first-round pick for him. They waste the pick on Hardman. Like Hardman can play the snaps, but he's not adding any value at this point. That was Travis a trade-up too. They traded up for Hardman because remember that was in the middle of the Tyreek. It was kind of in limbo. No one knew if Tyreek was no going to play that year. Back. So they yeah. were, so they tried to chase, which was also a terrible plan because like you can't just replicate Tyreek Hill, and they were going to try that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I agree with uh, you though. Like this offense should be, I feel like this offense particular, like should be in a lot better spot uh, personnel. I think they, they made some good moves on, on the defensive side, you know, like, I mean, De- Demarcus Robinson, Demarcus Robinson has played the third most snaps for this team over the last couple of years. And he is just a traffic cone. He, he is like one of the least value added players in the NFL. Like imagine if Juju was playing his snaps, how much better they'd be. I wonder why, like, and maybe just because he's so young that it hasn't worked in, like, like why this team isn't swerved into saying, like, well, maybe, we, maybe they can play more twelve personnel. Like, what if Noah Gray is the thing? Like, can we use him? Like, <laughs> well, they were playing uh, Blake Bell. Blake Bell. Uh, they so he go. Blake Bell goes to the Cowboys for a year, but if you go back and look at, uh, he played a surprising amount of snaps um, in the the twenty nineteen season. So in 2019 for Kansas City, Blake Bell played 38% of the team snaps in the regular season, which like, you're like, what, Blake Bell played to our 397 regular season snaps? Like, that seems insane. But they, they've they wanted to try and make a second tight end work. So I, I kind of hope the Noah Gray thing does work. Or, or, I don't know, like, 
it would be amazing to see like a Gerald Everett type as the second tight end in Kansas city or whatever. Um, but they just That's don't a, have any money. They don't have any yeah. money. The, the big problem now is they have no money. Yeah. And, you said they gave up all the dra- draft equity. They're doing like the, they did a little bit of the Rams, you know, get, pawn a lot of first round picks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this, and this is us nitpicking right now, because obviously we just said, we just laid out like they're, they're clear, like who could even like, who's going to challenge them. I just, yeah. I mean, I look at the two way that Brown play them. It's like, well, they're, are they like the actual biggest threat? Like, because in the AFC, like you're just trying to talk. So the NFC is like kind of wide open. The Bucks are the favorite, but still like I think I think the Rams. I think the Rams win. Uh, I think the Rams win the NFC. They they any we any play league, next week. Uh, Bucks Rams next week. Any like uh, the way I feel is any question I had about the Rams as a unit was like completely answered in week one. Like like Stafford came in and looked thirty times better than Jared Goff ever did, and I was like, yep. That is uh, that is why they they were so excited about this trade. Like I feel vindicated on the stance because people were going the other way about the Stafford thing. Like, are we sure Matt Stafford's good? And like, yes, Matt Stafford's really good to me. Yeah, uh, Dan Pizzuto wrote a column on this in in week one, and you know his his kind of the, the line that I kind of took away from it was, you know, the Rams had success with Jared Goff. Now they can have success because of Matthew Stafford. Because of Matthew Stafford. And it was such right? a great line. It was such a great line. It was like, yeah, that's spot on because we watched that game. I mean, they had the past two years, the Rams had five passing touchdowns outside of the red zone. They had two already in week one. No way. Is that true? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't, that, that is, that is insane to me. And Henderson, Henderson looked pretty good. I thought, I mean, again, I don't know anything about like scouting, but Henderson, I thought looked pretty good, which is, you know, some people would have been worried about, about the Cam Akers injury negatively impacting them. Are you, are you feeling good about Henderson for fantasy? He's going to be the chalk this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Do you think he's going to be chalky? 5,700 on, on DraftKings. Now I mean, there are so many guys. Najee's so. there. Najee will be the most chalky. I, I am pretty in on, on Henderson. I, I don't think Sony is going to play too many snaps. Yeah. I'm curious. I still think on like a site like DK people might be hesitant just because of the receptions, like they might not see the, the, the receiving upside, like if something were to happen in that game. So I, I don't know if he'll end up being chalky. I don't know. Cause like, dude, Zeke is four, 400 more dollars than him it's insane yeah what what do you where where so we kind of talked about zeke the other day when when i did your show but where where are you at with with the zeke stuff yeah i mean i'm a little i the, the biggest disappointment to me is just the lack of targets but i mean i think this matchup because everyone wants to play these receivers and uh in this game and everyone is going to play keenan allen and it's like as a direct pivot i mean i talked about the brandon staley scheme right like they're going to give you light boxes so do the cowboys are those more carries for zeke like there's an out for zeke is for the they dropped him to rb15 on the main slate i feel like that's too low of a jump like too too precipitous of a drop in pricing uh i don't know like because you said like we're like you're like oh i like their hundreds i'm like damn zeke's only 500 more than him like I mean, right now, right now I have, I have Henderson in my cash game shell and not Zeke. Was so, it just to get to a specific player or? I mean, dude, I don't care. I'll tell, I I'll know. say my, I'll say, I'll, no, I'm saying I'll say my team. I'll say my team that I have saved uh, right now, which is I, I Dak, uh, McCaffrey, Najee, Henderson. Oh, so well, you have Dak, so. Yeah. Cooper, Cooper, Fuller, Marshall, Higby, Jets. I, I think the optimal move will be playing a cheaper running back than McCaffrey probably playing Kamara and then playing uh 
some some other wide receiver over like because I, I don't think any of the 3k wide receivers are good cash plays this week. yeah so you're going uh Dak I really think that you know that you'll be uh, that Dak will be have some for like cash and stuff will be below Herbert I think more people will have Herbert in cash yeah and I, I I prefer that and, and you're going the other way side. so you can't yeah. so like yeah I'm looking at it from like a game stacking stance you know people are I think a lot of people are going to want to play Eckler a lot of people are going to lock in on Keenan Allen for good reason um FanDuel for some reason priced CD Lamb as the wide receiver 16 he has the same price as Jarvis Landry um it's yeah I mean I think so I think with you going with Dak though it makes you don't want to go Dak, Dak Zeke, but I do think Zeke is an interesting play uh, in these game stacks for this game. Him and Jared Cook, I think, will be the two oddball guys that like make it unique. I think people are going to overfit Mike Williams this week. Um, I think he'll be the mistake people make. What do, What do you think about? So you think Cook is uh, is a nice little bit of leverage there? I mean, tight end is so disgusting. Like no Kelsey on the main slate. Uh, like it just, it just really, it really makes the tight end position. And no so Hawk gross. either. Hawkinson's not on the main slate either. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's just like the, like the it's tight Waller, end position. Kittle and then a teardrop. Yeah. So I, I think the cash game tight ends, the popular ones are going to be Higby and Fant 4,200 and 4,100 respectively. I think that's where people will go. Yeah. I think Higby is going to be the most popular. I honestly really don't have a problem going back to pits either just because the usage was there and like for that price, he's priced right with those guys. Uh, I think Fant will be the most popular of the guys of the, that pricing tier. People don't pay up for Waller. Do you know that Albert Akui Boonham played 57% of the snaps and was targeted three times last week? Yeah. That's, he had to go, he had the, he had the red zone target. I mean, a lot of us, we talk about Parham. He had like that Parham usage. I am, I am the biggest Albert Akui Boonham bowl in like the world. Like I mentioned this guy so much more than anyone else in, in fantasy. Like, I think he's good. I, I really do. Yeah. So Albert O and Parham had the roles people believed Juwan Johnson had because <laughs> of the, yeah. the, the lines, the, the, the final production, <laughs> yeah. like the, the fantasy novice. But like those two players actually played the role people thought Juwan jo- Johnson played in week one. Yeah, I uh, I I still think Juwan Johnson is a really good ad because performances like that tend to be rewarded. Well, yeah, you tra- can see it's it's scheme stuff, right? Like they just are giving him a little bit at a time. You can tell that they want him to be something more, but it's also they realize that they have something here, so they're getting him involved. Yeah, no, I'm on uh, I'm on board with that because they ran that fourth and seven screen pass to him too. Uh, you know, uh, it wasn't just the two. Uh, end zone looks they had a fourth and seven uh in the second quarter of that game and they ran a design screen to him and he got the first down so like they're they've got stuff for him that they clearly want to utilize him as part of their tangible offense scoring touchdowns and you know having some plays that, that are what if that are the what plays. if the broncos are good like what if teddy's good well, i mean you think we know what we're gonna get i'll tell you right like they're a team that can compete for a wild card win 10 games you know maybe a couple more than that but like when you face the big dogs is he gonna punch your way out that's the, the question, right? Like that's, that's what we'll ultimately have like is, but I think they are going to be a really good team. I mean, it's a really well put together team. And if this team can somehow land Aaron Rodgers next year, like that's when you're cooking with something, but yeah, I mean, that's the whole question is like, Teddy can get you so far. We know that he just can't get you over the hump though. We know like that. when you play Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, like it's, you gonna, have, it's the Baker problem. It's, it's literally, yeah. it becomes the Baker problem where you just don't have someone who can go, toe to toe with him and there are there are very there are very few guys who can go toe to toe with him just how it is 
Yeah, I mean, I'm high. I'm long on the Broncos, though. I've been high on them over the course of the summer. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously high on them again this week. <laughs> late Because yeah. like you said, they're not a team. Like, when you look at it, it's like, ah, that's a lot of points laying on the road for a team like this. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, though. I think it's going to be another fun week. Pricing still soft everywhere. Yeah, what uh, outside of, outside of Dallas uh, Chargers, which I think is going to be obviously a very popular route to go. What are what are some of the what are some of the the stacks you like? But even saying that it's going to be popular, I still think that the pricing is so flat enough that even like ownership's not going to be crazy uh, to where like you can just outright say I'm going to fade it, that. It wasn't it wasn't on any of the spots last week. The, I don't Andre think it's going to be. Either. Yeah. Because look at the look at the four p.m. slate this week. I mean, you've got the people are going to be on the Buccaneers. Like absolutely, uh, Arizona, Minnesota is at 4 p.m. as well. Tennessee, Seattle, like all those are going to be huge sack games. Uh, and so, like even if you see, think Dallas and the Chargers are going to is going to be chalky, it's still not going to be chalky to the point where like you have to run away from it. You just don't. Like if you if you think it's an optimal game to stack, you should be on it. And there are a couple of unique ways like I said to go at it. Uh, I think I think avoiding Mike Williams is a good idea this week. I think people will be on him. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think that it's really encouraging what happened with Mike Williams week one, but he also had Austin Eckler had zero targets in that game. I think he'll have targets in this game. He'll have an extended role. And then also just when you look at what the, the little bit of success the Cowboys had defensively was throwing Trayvon Diggs at Mike Evans, who's a similar archetype as Mike Williams. So it just all sets up for, I think, Keenan Allen to be the smash chalk and whatever. But uh, I, right. I'm, I believe Bill's Dolphins is the sneaky game in set yep. one. So like you're going to. And, and all the Bill's secondary wide receivers did not see a, a jump in price, which I think is, is pretty big. Yeah, I think that you look Emmanuel Sanders, he you gotta see if he practiced because yeah, he's been a little limited, but he had a 21 yard A dot and had eight targets in week one. <laughs> like there's because you can fit him in. He's he's super cheap. I, I'm I'm high on Waddle and his pricing. I think he's undervalued still. You get Wolf. I think having Will Fuller back is just from a tactical leverage stance makes everyone better. Like even if Will Fuller comes back and only plays say 50% of the snaps, just having him out there is it makes everyone better on offense uh and then yeah, yeah I, I like that game it's the thing is if you're winning at one o'clock this week like you might as well just like you gotta go, go do something <laughs> else go out yeah. yeah because all those it's backloaded this slate is backloaded but i do like i do think the the fact that it's backloaded people are overlooking bill's dolphin so i really think Diggs is pricing on uh i think it's on FanDuel is really wild I mean, he's not even expect. He's seventy seven hundred dollars on DraftKings. Hopkins is is eight thousand. So it's yeah. like you you're getting a you're getting a little bit of a discount relative to what like his production has been as a member of the Bills. Yeah, because I I mean, you look at that Josh Allen where he's priced. You know, people are gonna either want to pay up for Kyler, or then they're gonna use Russ, or they're gonna use they'll go all the way. They'll use Dak, or they'll go all the way down to Herbert. Uh, and I think Josh Allen might get lost in the sauce a little bit. I can see it. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing. Uh, so what, I do like that do game we... for game stacking. Um, other than that, like I think Jamar Chase's price is really insane. I mean, I, I think there'll probably be a little bit of oscillation where he's not the complete alpha, but like he came out and, and led that team in, in routes run per drop back. He led everything area, every category and his pricing didn't even move. Like, and he's facing this bears team that we just talked about in the set, like their secondary is a travesty. Yes. I mean, yeah. so like he's because I'm looking at uh, I do like a rankings there's pricing column and like he just glaringly stood out because in the industry and in my own rankings he's like priced as a low wide receiver too and he's priced as like wide receiver he's wide receiver 53 on FanDuel and wide receiver 43 on DraftKings seems like a really advantageous <laughs> spot to take advantage of. Um, 
and you like said we're, we're a little high on the, the Bengals this week too but yeah I mean he, he seems glaringly mispriced yeah I'm I'm with you all right everyone we're uh we're gonna wrap it up here what do we got what do we got on sharp football bud yeah, sharpenalice.com, worksheets out. Uh, I do the weekly podcast. You were my guest this week. It was nice to return the favor, uh, lob you uh, a chance to come co-pilot. And, you know, I do have another DFS piece that comes out on Saturday mornings. But other than that, everyone just have a, a great week too. Yeah, just uh, let's do it. Uh, I, I had to late swap in a Tyree kill to save my entire week last week. I, I think I would have honestly been so much more depressed and like tired and just hating all of the work I had to do this week if I just got smoked last week without that late swap. So I'm feeling feeling pretty blessed uh, about that. And I hope I hope to uh, I mean, this week, I guess there won't really be any late swapping to do because all my all my players will be in the afternoon. Yeah, it'll be a lot of a uh, lot of PMR on rosters this this, yeah. this, year, this week. PMR, PMR <laughs> wins. All right, everyone, uh, check out Rich's stuff over at Sharp Football Analysis. Follow him on Twitter at Lord Reeves. Make sure to download the Underdog Fantasy app. Use the promo code GRID. Get yourself a free ten bucks there, and uh, we'll be back next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.